For tuning into the 508th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Eros Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you may be listening. I'm thank you for making me in this show part of your day, whether it be a Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, spending some time with my aunt and her family for Thanksgiving. Hope to all of you guys had a very uh blessed uh and fun thanksgiving family food football nothing better than that uh fortunately the buffalo bills i didn't think they looked particularly good against the lions but surprise surprise we're going to talk about that with mr zach before i have mr zach on the show i'm gonna give my shameless plug as always first time listener thank you but subscribe and follow right now also share this podcast with your friends and family whether it be via Reddit threads facebook groups etc etc check on the description below specifically if you use spotify I have everything timestamped. You can click on the timestamp and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nighttrain underscore lane and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You'll find that I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right, if you want the pod, then don't say anything because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Cut up next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Mr. Zach on the show. Cut up next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, man? Good morning, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was good. Thanksgiving was uh, a good time. Um, me, and, me and my friends... Some of my friends came by, and um, we um, broke bread, watched football. Of course, Buffalo Bills' first game, and uh, my phone, my um, my alarm, my alarm, my office just went off, and I, and Tupac was on the background. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> let me know it's time. It's twelve here. Let me know it's noon time. and nothing's wrong with a little bit of pock uh to wake yourself up in the morning so obviously so this report actually just came down on von miller from ian Rappaport. i'm just going to read this to you sources bill star pass rusher von miller did not tear his acl there is concern about his lateral meniscus though he's out at least a week or 10 days while he figures it out He'll have surgery. The question now is now or after the season? This is following the MRI today. So when uh, you hear I, that, I, what do you I, think? I, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not 
doctor, and I, I, I don't know the extent of his um, injuries, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know the history of his injuries with his leg. Is this the first time, second time, or whatever? But I know he's been injured before in the past. But um, the side of caution, if they say ten days, I sit him out for two games. I, I, I would sit him out for two games, three if we, three if possible. Next man up. I think Shaq Lawson can come in and hold on to four, four, four a couple games. He can make a play here or there. Von Miller um, is second in the NFL in fourth quarter pressures on the quarterback. Some, I mean, the sack is important, but the pressure, the pressure is too. And once you combine the outside, the outside pass rush. With some inside pressure that we've been missing, they, they're going to flush them out and Vine's going to eat real good. So I, I'd say set them off two games. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with you. You know, the Bills have to always remember, right? You want Bob Miller for the playoffs, not necessarily the regular season. Because I'm going to be honest with you, if the Bills don't have Bob Miller, I would not predict them to beat Kansas City. I don't think you can say that. Because Von Miller is important. He's the closer. And I Absolutely. Think th- Absolutely. <laughs> um, Patrick Mahone loves to buy, buy time in the pocket with his with his lateral movement, footwork, and escapability. And uh, Von Miller will make him will, will make him look over his shoulder. Because he, he, he fears no one, but I'm just saying. Von, he, Von Miller... We'll have him looking over his shoulder because he because the heat the pressure is intense with Von Miller. He don't always get to the quarterback, but he's always pressured. Or he'll or, or he'll let, or he'll accept a double team to let someone else um, get a pressure or sack. <laughs> yeah, or the other team they'll have their back chip him instead of you know going out. Uh for a pass play, you know, so he creates, and obviously you're always focused, the quarterback, he's always going to be looking back, where's Vaughn, where's Vaughn, obviously that's extremely important, uh, and you know, words can't even uh, put into play how uh, detrimental not having him on the field is. Uh, now, to go to the Bills game overall against the Lions, uh, what were your thoughts? I came away kind of not disappointed because I was expect I didn't expect the Bills to have their best game, so I wasn't necessarily disappointed. Uh, this is kind of what I expected, maybe a little bit worse than what I expected, but I didn't expect very good football, and that's kind of what I feel like we got from the Bills on Thanksgiving. I think uh, with the high expectations in, uh, of, of the team and the, and the predictions of um, success for this team is really a, is, is, can really turn into a lesson of learning the depth of our team and the quality of our backups. A backup is meant to hold on to four four until the starter returns. A backup is not expected to be the, as 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 um, efficient as a starter. But he's he's able to combine competitive football and hold on the fort for for a while, and uh, we're going to need that. And we're going to find out what the team is made out of. If you look at 
I mean, really, really, if you look at it, it's a possibility of five to six pro bowlers on that defense that's out, not able to participate. You got both both our safeties that's off and on. You got an all you got an all pro cornerback, Shadavius White. Now you got Von Miller. You got Jordan Phillips, which is who's a pro bowler. You got Ed Oliver who is a Pro Bowl candidate. You got Russo, who was a first-round draft pick. So you estimate what? Two safeties, a cornerback, a defensive end, and two and two interior linemen. That's six starters. And Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. Middle linebacker, seven starters. Outside linebacker, eight starters. Off and on been, been, been able to perform together this season. And they, and they still... For weeks, helped the number one defense statistically wise. Um, that's a testament to a pretty good football team. When all eight of those guys on that field at the same time, you can't tell me we would have lost three games. That's true, and I agree with that. Right, that, that eight starters over the course of the season, <laughs> and our best and our best rookie cornerback. Who is a starter? Elam, off and on. So you're looking at nine. Nine starters haven't been on consistently on the field. Well, and here's the thing, though. You mentioned that, but Micah Hyde's not coming back, right? So nope, nope. I, I get we can talk about Micah Hyde, you know, what could be with him, but what is is he's not coming back this year. I mean, he's... He's done. I guess everybody else has a potential chance to come back, uh, and we'd expect all those guys to come back. Von Miller, injury pending. Uh, but also, Trey White, he was activated today, and he wasn't really out there. Uh, and he's been activated for two, three weeks, or no, not activated, I should say. He didn't suit up. This was the first week uh, he suited up, I believe, but before they took him off of uh, the injured reserve. He got, he got a few snaps. Yeah, uh, are you concerned at all with this Trey White stuff? Because typically, an ACL is, you know, probably a little yeah. less than a year. He plays a yeah, position. Be, being a person who, being a person who, who has been injured before, uh, I've had traumatic injury before. I've had football, sports injuries before. One thing, one thing about that, a doctor, a specialist, or whatever. They can't guarantee everybody's body heals at the same pace of time <laughs> and the same progress of time. Healing is, is healing is, a, is an individual thing, and everybody don't heal the same. Some people get out there and jump on that knee too early and have a setback. I mean, it's easy to jump out there too early because of your enthusiasm and your and your and your uh, um, hunger to play. And you can set yourself back by starting too early. So it's, it's, a, it's a few things that could have happened. And also, word around the league is Detroit has the worst turf. As, as you can see, every time a player falls down, you see green dust flying in the air. So what they got, painted cement? I mean, what is that? <laughs> every time somebody fails, you watch green stuff will fly in the air. So like they say that's the worst That's the worst turf in the NFL. I would... I would me myself, I wouldn't have played him at all. Not 
that gravel pit. Yeah, and Odell Beckham tweeted about that after the game when Vaughn got hurt. He's like, you know, the NFL needs to change all this turf stuff. And a lot of people have said that because players get hurt. And I remember first week of the season, I don't know if you remember this game, but the Niners went to Soldier Field to play the Bears. And you watch that game, and you're seeing Justin Fields run, and you see the water and the mud coming out of the ground as he's running. And I'm like, this doesn't look like a field professional, professional should be playing on. This looks like a high school football field. Right, right. I guess each team has an individual. Each team has their own way of laying down their grass or whatever they want to do. But I would expect more. Multi-billion-dollar industry. You should expect more. You pay these guys significant money, and uh, you should have the best, the best, uh, the the best, um, the best. grass and field and facilities as possible. So what did you think of the other two Thanksgiving Day games? Uh, Vikings versus Patriots and you had the Cowboys versus the Giants. Good football games. Good football games yesterday. I mean, New England showed up on offense yesterday today that where, where they didn't show up in the past. Like last week, I think they only scored on a punt return. This week, they put up 26 points, which is pretty productive offense. Uh, Minnesota made a nice rebound for a terrible, terrible performance last week. And uh, I think it was a very entertaining game. Um, Cowboys was a pretty entertaining game. Um, the wide receiver was unbelievable, and Ezekiel Elliott played played like he did three, four years ago. And number eleven coming off the edge is going to be a problem for the next few years. I really like. I really like the. I really like his pass rushing ability. Yeah, Micah Parsons is special, particularly given the fact that he's a linebacker and he rushes as good as any pass rusher in the NFL. His first, his first step is a blur. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I thought he might have been offside. He was, so, he, he, he was smooth off the ball so fast. But, hey man, his timing is impeccable. So the Vikings game, uh, that's a game the Vikings had to come back to win late. Uh, Anything you kind of picked up for that game in terms of what the Bills have to look forward to when they play the Patriots? Oh, that screen pass game. That screen pass game and the yards after catch is is, is still a problem for for your opponents. Their screen pass game is, is really... Is, is really good, and we have trouble with that. Um, we also have trouble with third and long. Third and long is like, um, it's like a mountain of bills cannot get over. They 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 suffer on third down, and if they don't change that, they they will never get over the hump. You know, the defense has to stay on the field after third down too many times, and we played so far so far opponents, and it's still happening. 
Detroit, the Jets, Green Bay. Those are subpar. Minnesota. We can. Those teams could not beat a full lo- fully loaded Buffalo Bills. So, you know, I hate to keep bringing that back back up, but you know, as we talk about as we talk about football, a lot of those a lot of teams haven't felt the injury crunch like we have, but that's part of that's part of a long season. I really had to play as healthy at the end than um, getting injured at the end. We got time to get everybody back together. What did you make of the Bills' offense versus the Lions? Um, the last two weeks, I've seen significant improvement in the run blocking. We just haven't consistently went with the run. Oh, but the run blocking is improving. We had a few offensive linemen on the field that, you know, Van Roten or Quisenberry. We had like two or three guys that's not, not, that's, that's not weekly starters or weekly participants. Um, Sample is, is, is good on some plays. In some plays, he, he, he makes one block and watches the play instead of moving on and down the field and blocking someone else. <laughs> I know. I noticed that a lot about him. After his first block, he loves to keep moving down the field. I don't know if he's conserving energy or not, but I'm just, I mean, you might call it nitpicking, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about championship football. Yeah, the only two Bills who I would say are for sure pluses on the offensive line every single week who you consistently know are going to bring it are Mitch Morse and Deion Dawkins. After that, I think it's kind of hit or miss. Saffold's probably the next best guy, but Saffold is, you know, inconsistent. And then the right side, I think you just patch that up. Even when Spencer Brown and Ryan Bates are there, I think you just patch that up. Right. Um, Basically... Basically, uh, goes back to what I was saying a little while ago. As far as how deep is your team, how good is your bench, <clears throat> how good are your role players, and whether they're what uh, can they hold down the fort until the starter comes back and, and can participate, or just like you say, um, just putting a little band aid on it and uh, and uh, covering the wound for 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 a short time, and but it's not. It's not fully. It's not fully covered. Um, we have a few guys that can play different roles on the line, or maybe uh, play two positions. But all backups should be able to play at least two positions on the line. Uh, pass, pass protection average. Uh, well, when our quarterback being able to skate, that 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 helps us a lot. Um. Our number two receiver as our receivers are these is a one the rest the rest are work in progress that was supposed to be our strongest room the receiver room but i don't think it's our strongest room anymore so you're not thrilled with what gabe davis and isaiah mckenzie are bringing no i'm not and it's and it's and the tight end it's like a no-show. I think he had two targets yesterday. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Upgrades are needed. Yeah, you know, Gabriel Davis' uh, issue, I think, is he's he'll have some really good games. In other games, he just disappears. Uh, 
I, I don't think he's an elite number two. I think he's probably he's an okay number two. Um, I think when he has his best games, you, you know, you can be like, oh, he just had four touchdown catches, like, uh, like he did against the Kansas City Chiefs and and Arrowhead in the playoff game in the divisional round last year. Then there's other games where you just you're like, where is he? Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, he's your third receiver, your slot guy. Okay, I mean, I, I do understand though why the Bills are looking at Odell Beckham. They probably want a more consistent upgrade, a guy who they know is going to be able to complement Diggs and be more consistent. Because really, Diggs is the only guy who you know week after week after week is going to bring it and play very well. Yes, and uh, makes makes things easier for our quarterback. It's from, from a trust issue, you know. When when he lets it go, are you going to catch it? Um, I, they, um, Davis had Gabe Davis had some thumb problems earlier in the season. I don't know if that's a uh, it's still an issue, but I mean that 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 does affect the way you catch the ball. And uh, he's good on straight patterns. He's good on comeback patterns. You know. It's, his out patterns, his slants, and spin things like that. I don't. I, I'm not seeing him getting any, creating any space of, of being wide open. Uh, play calling can be suspect sometimes. Um, but if you if you would like uh, compare the play calling to, it's like a game last night. Um, sometimes the Cowboys receiver was was so wide open, you you would think no one was on the field with him. <laughs> I mean, the execution of that plays were excellent. The execution was excellent on a lot of those passing plays, especially to the tight end number eighty-six. He was wide open. How do you get a man that wide open consistently? I mean, you're executing some hell of a plays. That's how to get out to salute that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then kind of next to the break on Barstool Sports Talk. We are going to preview and predict everything that's gonna go down for. Week 12 of uh, NFL action. Kind of next with the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team with their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out now. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. I know, right, folks? It's a great, amazing deal and opportunity. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like with each team will win. Player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger boost you shoot, the bigger you win. You win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Despite the fact that he led his high school to four straight state championship game appearances, very few high major recruiters looked at the six foot tall, 180 pounder and said, quarterback. Throw it on a dime, like I ain't even trying. Just a kid from Briarwoods, I'm wearing number nine. And Coach Franklin down at Vandy, flip to Happy Valley. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. Mr. Zach with us, and now we're going to preview week 12 of NFL action. Broncos at Panthers, who you got? The battle of two, three. A battle of two teams with three with three 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 um wins apiece. Um, Panthers played 
Panthers played played decent ball last uh, last week. Um, Broncos is, is inconsistent all season, and uh, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the home team. Panthers seventeen, Broncos sixteen. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'll say Broncos 16, Panthers 13. This should be a low-scoring game, not particularly great quarterback play, but Denver's the more talented team, and they should win this football game, even though it's on the road. Next, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns. Who you got? Um, Cleveland Browns got a good running attack. Um, Brissett has been an adequate quarterback. They just make too many mistakes and penalties. Um... Deshaun Watson should be coming back any day now. I'm not sure if this is this his comeback game. No, versus the Texans is. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I go, I, I go, I go, I go with, I go with Tampa Bay. Um, I'll go with the Buccaneers, twenty-seven to the Browns, twenty-three. I think the Browns will be able to score at a decent margin. Right, Jacoby Brissett, he's been okay. Nick Chubb is a very good running back, and their offensive line is very good. Uh, and Tampa's still working through some issues, I think, on defense. But better quarterback, better coach, better overall football team. The Buccaneers should find a way to win this football game. Next, you have the Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars. 7 and 3 versus 3 and 7. I'm going um I'm going I'm going with the Jaguars. I I mean with the I go with, I'm going with Baltimore. Um they might struggle early but they'll win they'll they'll, they'll win the game. Uh, 28-17. I I'm always scared of road games. I'm always scared of road games. Matter of fact, I'll change that. I'll change that to 21-17. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. And I'll say they win 23-20, walk off Justin Tucker field goal. Uh The Jaguars are very talented, but they just can't win football games. And I don't think the Ravens are as good as a football team as their record might suggest, actually. I think they're just Lamar Jackson and the the dudes. Lamar Jackson and the Jags. Just just a bunch of dudes out there in Lamar. So, given that... But their defense defense has been up... Their their defense has been playing better football. And and particularly, I more so mean their offense. uh, What their offense is doing. Their offensive line isn't actually that great. I know people people might think it's great because of the rushing, but it's it's not. Lamar's just an amazing runner. Uh, Their receivers aren't very good, and it's really just Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews isn't scaring anybody deep. It's a lot of stuff short and in the middle of the field, and you can only be so successful running an offense like that. And Lamar has his own issues as a pocket passer. He'll miss some throws here or there. Where the offense, it's just not as good as you would think it is. I think maybe statistically it's probably better, but uh, I I do think there will be some struggles. And we we also saw that when the Ravens did play the Panthers, uh, I want to add as well. But I'm still going to go with the Ravens, the Jags. They just don't know how to win football games. Next, you have the Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Who you got? Uh, Miami's on. Miami is um, too much for you. Too much for you to the Houston, Texas. Um, Miami, Miami, twenty-seven, ten. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins as well. I'll say thirty to the Texans, thirteen. 
Miami's been an offensive machine. When Tua plays and you have Waddle and Tyreek Hill at his disposal, you're just not stopping this Dolphins offense. I think they've also gotten a little bit better with running the football. I know that wasn't something they were doing earlier in the season, but I think they're getting a little bit better as time goes into McDaniels. Uh, can expand his offensive playbook there. So I'm going Dolphins. Next we have the Chicago Bears at the New York Jets. Well, the Bears, the Bears are up and down. Uh, they show they show bright spots, uh, potential, but it's that, that's that's the team of the future. I think the Jets. The Jets, the Jets have peaks. Now they got a locker room dysfunction. They got a quarterback that's uh, getting on everyone's nerve. I mean, I don't see how Buffalo let the Jets beat them. I, I just don't see it. It, it, that, that. That that burns me up. Um, and I, I see the, the bottom part of the Jets. The Jets start their slide from here on out. Chicago Bears win 21-16. to 16. I'm going to go Bears 20 to the Jets 19. I think the Jets are a team that is going to go on a dip. And the Jets are going to be tested these next two, three weeks. We're going to really see what the Jets are made out of. I don't think a quarterback change really ever helps anyone. Uh, I think this is kind of a lost football team right now. Chicago's a team that's just on an upward trajectory while the Jets seem to be on a downward one. So I'm going Bears. Next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Good matchup, seven and three against six and four. Um, Cincinnati's Cincinnati is uh, had potential to be an explosive offense, but I see a I see a knockdown drag out uh, fight here. Well, um, a lot a lot of ground and pound by by the Titans and uh, and Henry and Henry and the boys pulling away at the end. Uh, 27-24. I'm going to go with the Titans 24 to the Bengals 20. I think the Titans, they're really going to get after Joe Burrow. The Titans, quietly, their defense has been playing better and better. They have a really good defensive line with guys like uh, D'Amico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, and they get after it. So I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for that Bengals offensive line. And their secondary has been playing better and better football. Uh I think this is going to be a little bit of a struggle for the Bengals. And the Titans get a little bit of revenge because the last time the Bengals were in Tennessee, we saw Ryan Tannehill throw a walk-off interception. So I think the Titans are going to get a little bit of revenge here. Next, you have the Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders. Who you got? Um, five and six versus six and five. Um, Atlanta shows, show, shows flashes of potential. Um, the Commanders are a gritty little hard-working team. And... Uh, I like the chemistry between the quarterback and the receivers. I'm going with um, I'm going to Commander 17 to 14. I'm going to go with the Commanders as well. I'll say the Commanders win 20 to 17. This is going to be a grimy, uh, slow-paced football game. But I think Tyler Heineke is actually you know the best quarterback in this match. But I think he's going to make some defining plays towards the end of the game. Next, you have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. Who you got? The Chargers coming off a disappointing loss last game, and uh, the Cardinals are a disaster. Um, I, I go, I go Chargers 31, 31 to thirty-one to twenty-four. I'll go Chargers. 
30 to the Cardinals 22. I don't know for sure yet if Kyler is going to play, uh, but even if he does, uh, I, I think the Chargers are just the better football team. There's no way uh, they should lose to the Cardinals. And actually, I think there's a few similarities between both these teams. I just think the Chargers are better, maybe a little bit better uh, coached as well. Next, you have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Seattle Seahawks. Who you got? The dysfunctional Raiders and the up-and-coming Seahawks. Uh, Raiders look good on paper. Seahawks look good on the field. I take the I take the Seahawks. Um, twenty-seven to seventeen. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks, twenty to fourteen. Uh, I think they're gonna run the ball, play a little keep away. I think the Raiders are gonna see some turnovers. Their offense isn't gonna be overly effective. I'm going with the Seahawks. Next, they have the L.A. Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs. Any chance for an Chiefs upset in Arrowhead? Chiefs in the blowout. The Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs are putting that putting the pedal to the metal right now, and they are and they are they are have a beautiful offense, even with the injuries. Kelsey and Mahomes have a have a have a hell of a combination together, and uh, Chiefs 31-13. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I think the Chiefs might score 28 points at the half, so I'm gonna go uh, a lot higher score than you. I'll say Chiefs. 42 to the Rams, 14. This game is going to get ugly. Mahomes, we're going to be seeing a lot of tubs. I think everybody's going to get involved. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of cackling on the sidelines. And Mahomes is probably going to be on the bench midway through the fourth quarter. I think that's the way this game is going to be looking. Next, you have the New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 49ers, Hawkins, came alive last game. I, I, I like I, I, the Saints. Best thing about them is their pass rush. But the Forty Nineers, uh, the Forty Nineers should prevail at home. Um, Twenty-four ten. I'm gonna go with the Niners, and I'll say they went twenty-seven to the Saints fourteen. Uh, I don't trust Andy Dalton in these spots. The Niners, you mentioned the Saints pass rush. The Niners got even a better pass rush for guys like Nick Bosa, Armstead, all these guys, and they really get after uh, the quarterback. I think it's going to be an issue for Andy Dalton. I think we're going to see some turnovers. I think they're going to struggle to move the ball. And as we see this Niners offense continue to involve, get into the flow with McCaffrey, I think we're going to see them become more and more dangerous. Don't forget Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdowns last game. Uh, I think this game is going to be a dominating win for the Niners. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday Night Football, Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico on the call. Who you got? Uh, they, they're going to they, they're too much pressure for Rodgers. They live and die off the running game, the dump off pass. Philadelphia is peaking. It's going to be a runaway train. Um, 27-13 Eagles. I'm going to go Eagles, but I'll say 24 to Green Bay's 14. I think the Eagles will pull away a little bit in the fourth quarter, but uh, the Eagles' offense is an overly explosive. We saw them at a close game with the Colts. I think this will be a fairly close game, maybe even 24-17, to 17, but the Eagles will definitely win this game for sure. And next, Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on the call. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. Who you got? Team playing with a lot of spirit, and then you got over reliable Mike Tomlin. 
I'm gonna take the Steelers. So I'm gonna take the Steelers. Twenty-four. No, Steelers seventeen fourteen. And I will go the Indianapolis Colts thirteen to ten. Thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it. Uh, very interesting. And uh, today feels like Monday morning, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 508th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.